2: And this is Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of legendary golfer Billy Casper. Talking golf with you for more than two decades.
3: And now, here's Brian and Bob. Well, thank you very much and welcome into this week's edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper. As always, so good to be with you. Hit us up on Twitter at Real Golf can find us on SiriusXM 203, iHeartRadio's GNN and Sports Byline channels and of course from our flagship station 975, the KSL Sports Zone in Salt Lake City, Utah. How's everybody? Week 2 of the playoffs, USM's going on. Ryder Cup selections are coming to a head. This is getting exciting here towards the end of the year and we've got uh, player of the year conversations. We got a lot to talk about. Lucas Glover yeah. though is stealing the show. I mean, how about Lucas Glover, wow. Um, Impressive stuff from him the last couple of weeks. You know, the emotional win, and then just piling on and getting another one. (laughs) I mean,
4: he's awesome.
3: Bob, meet meet (laughs) Lucas Glover, the 2009 U.S. Open champ and member of the 2023 U.S. Ryder Cup team.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you get on a roll, especially as a professional golfer, and you start making putts, and you're as good of a ball striker as he is. And uh, you know what? You just keep parlaying it right along, buddy. Well, it's working. And you know what? To talk a little bit about
3: that, we, the PGA Tour released some of the comments that Brian Harmon made about Lucas Glover. And we'll play that coming up here in just a minute. And then Troy Merritt, who has had some similar putter struggles, will be joining yeah. us uh, coming up later this hour, along with Dave Neville, we're not talking putters with Neville from Callaway Golf, but we are talking about the new Apex Pro Series of Irons. So definitely want to stay tuned for that one. That's all on the docket for this hour. And then on the back nine, the caddy will join us, and then we're going to break down a little bit more on Ryder Cup. And uh, the caddy's going to talk a little bit about pressure in the game of golf, which I think will be uh, really interesting to, to to listen to. So stay tuned. That's all straight ahead here on Real Golf Radio. But, yeah, coming up next, we got to talk about this. And And by the way, when I say Lucas Glover needs to be on the team, that he's made the team, that's my opinion. We don't know. Yeah. And, and, and Davis, as you pointed out, Davis has said this thing's wide open. Well, let's see what happens. But if you do put Lucas on the team, there are repercussions for that. And I'm going to discuss my thoughts on that coming up next. As we're just getting started here, you're listening to Real Golf Radio.
5: Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers AAA star Drew Avins, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up, palm down, and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com and you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your ABs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need. Go to ripgrippro.com. That's ripgrippro.com
6: staples has big savings on everything you need for back to school or stocking up the office save on signs banners and posters from staples print and marketing services save on everything you need for travel like luggage tech and travel size personal items plus save on all your school essentials from notebooks to markers now at staples you can save even more with 20 dollars back in rewards on your in-store purchase of 50 dollars or more get everything for the office and the classroom for less at staples ends 819 redeemable in-store only rewards members only
9: Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. need to do is call Big Lou at 800-345-2789. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-345-2789. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-345-2789. 800-345-2789.
2: to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper.
3: And Real Golf Radio is brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort and the Black Desert Championship, the first of uh, three pro events that are scheduled sponsored by Black Desert and their sister Marcella Club up in Park City, Utah, will take place an Epson tour event a little less than a month from now. Check out blackdesertchampionship.com for more details on that, as well as the upcoming Black Desert Championships PGA Tour event in October of 2024 and the LPGA's Black Desert Championship in May of 2025. Lots of exciting things happening at Black Desert in St. George, Utah. Real estate opportunities still available. Check out blackdesertresort.com. All right, let's talk Lucius, Lucius Grover. Now, if you're listening to our show for a long time, you know that there's an inside uh, connection there with the name Lucius Grover, and that's okay. Uh, if you're not, we're talking about Lucas Glover. We're not disrespecting him. We know uh, how to pronounce his name, but we're not going to get into how we got to be Lucius Grover. <laughs> uh, nevertheless, uh, I always appreciated that. Here, Brian Harmon had some comments to say about his friend Lucas Glover and the PGA Tour. This was this was a release from them, and it's a little bit of a montage,
10: but I thought it's worth playing. Here you go. It's hard for me to... Put into words how proud and impressed I am with Lucas Glover just because of what he's been through. You know, Lucas, I read an article the other day that, that made me very angry. It said it called Lucas Glover a journeyman. It said a journeyman, Lucas Glover, and I thought, what a ridiculous thing to say. This guy's made, I don't know how many tour championships. Won the U.S. Open. He's won six or seven times now. Like, I mean, he's a Lucas Glover's a world beater, and to go through what he went through with his putter. And to come out the other side, I mean, I think about like Andy Dufresne, you know, crawling through the river and coming out clean the other side. I, I just, I'm so proud of him. I'm so happy for him. And um, gosh, you, you know, my wife and I are watching him win Wyndham, and both of us are in tears watching it. And then to follow it back up the next week, and it's just, it's awesome. Yeah, you just, you, you never know. If you'd have told me that I was going to win the Open mid-year after Memorial when I missed the cut by 100, you know, it, it's a, it's a beautiful game, and it'll humble you real fast. So. Um, just got to keep your head down and keep going. I know what it means to Lucas. I know what it means to his kids. Like, I mean, he saw his, his daughters there, and, and she's just crying her eyes out. It's just It was, it was just a beautiful scene. Uh, and I think all of us, especially we, we all struggle from time to time, and Lucas with the putter, I mean, he struggled. I mean, it's like he was talking about putting left-handed. And I remember when I first moved down to St. Simons, uh, we'd go out and we'd play golf, and it was long before I had a tour card, and I was wondering, like, I don't know how I'm ever going to beat this guy. Like, he was so good. He's got such good hands. He putts it it was putting it so great. So he goes through that, and like I said, to come out the other side is just unreal.
3: There he goes. A little bit long, but I wanted to share those cuts. Brian Harmon talking about Lucas Glover and the struggles he went through. He, uh, I'll let you comment on some of that because he hit on a lot, Bob. First of all, how about the the, the comment that he's not a German, he's a world beater?
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a guy that's been on tour for a long time and a major championship winner. But having heard Brian Harmon talk like that about his buddy Lucas Glover, that's what's good about the game of golf. Um, that players root for each other and and know what it takes to be at the top of the heap and what it's like. And they've kind of they kind of went through similar things. Lucas Glover, you know, winning a couple. Uh, of events late in the year and brian harman having said what happened to him at memorial where he won where he missed the cup by a bunch and then goes out and wins at um the open championship those guys kind of had a a similar year in feel and what they've been able to accomplish but i'll tell you what i love that i love i get chills thinking about it i get chills uh listening to what he had to say and um I just think uh, Brian Harman is a class act as well as Lucas Glover too.
3: Well, you're right. He knows. And that's the difference is most of us, we sit and we cover the game. We watch the game. We like to play it recreational, but we don't know.
4: We have no clue.
3: And so for those guys, you have a little bit, you've seen your dad, but your dad, I don't know if your dad ever really even struggled with the putter, but it's, you know, your dad is one of the best putters of all time. But I think there's, you you appreciate when those that have been in the arena, you know, that, that quote about the man in the arena, you know those yeah. are the guys that understand, um, and and Brian Harmon's in there. So uh, yeah. I thought you'd appreciate that. And con- hats off to Lucas Glover. By the way, I'll just say it right now: Lucas Glover greater than Michael Block. I'm just going to say that right now because like the Michael Block story was great. Lucas Glover better, and uh, uh, and I think it, Lucas is doing it a lot in a lot more humble way than what Block's yes. been doing. Yes. Congrats on yep. his 63. By the way, at Valhalla, that's impressive. Yeah, he ties a course yeah. records uh, Jose Mariola Olazabal. Uh, the other one to shoot sixty three, um, but let me just say Ryder Cup real quick because before we run out of time, Troy Merritt's coming up here in just a minute. I think if you're bringing Glover on, you're trying to do something. It's going to disrupt this group that we thought this young group that was going to be together for a long time and that was going to go out and, and and win a bunch of cups. You're trying to erase thirty years of losing on foreign soil in the Ryder Cup, and you're doing it with Brian Harmon, Wyndham Clark, and Lucas Glover. So I and again. Hats off to all those guys for what they're doing. But this is a bit of a new experience. And this is you've got to make this team gel. I think this means you got to pick Justin Thomas. I think JT's got to be on that team. He's got to you got to have some continuity from the previous teams that that had that recent success. So you're not taking sort of a brand new squad that doesn't carry a little bit of the mojo with them across the pond. What do you think?
4: Yeah, well, you know, if you look just just in Ryder Cups, but Let's say Ryder Cups and President's Cups, Justin Thomas is like 16, 5, and 3. Okay. Mm. When you've got that type of guy that you have the potential to leave off the team, I think he definitely has to be one that's on there. And I understand totally what's going on. And and um with him not playing well, I understand what what people are saying about that and and that kind of thing. But you know, Captain Zach Johnson has said um he does he doesn't necessarily want the best players. He wants the best team. And I think for the team aspect of those guys going over to Italy and trying to get it back, I think you got to look at Justin Thomas and have him part of the team, throw him that lifeline, uh, like it's been thrown out for Ian Poulter, but give him an opportunity.
3: I think he responds like an Ian Poulter has done in the absolutely. past. Absolutely, hundred percent. I mean, would you 100%. bet? Would you bet on JT? If you pick JT, would you bet on him going over and being out of form and getting worked, or would you bet on him rising to the occasion?
4: Well, he's he's a great team player, and you throw him in with uh, with Jordan Spieth, and you know what? Those guys are going to win you points.
3: Yeah, he's going to rise to the occasion. I'm, at least I would bet. I would bet that direction. So absolutely. Anyway, uh, while last. There's a lot more to unpack on this, and we'll talk about it. Uh, Troy Merritt's coming up next. Then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the new new Apex Pro irons from Callaway, but we will continue to hit this conversation on uh, the back nine as well. Stay tuned. Troy Merritt joins us next right here on Real Golf Radio.
11: I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. you could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now.
1: 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. That's 800-817-2968. that's
2: 800-278-1738. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian
3: Taylor and Bob Gasper.
14: One day you'll get it.
3: Here's Brian and Bob. Alright, welcome back. It's Real off Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us and really excited to welcome in our next guest. He's a good friend of ours. He's a two-time winner on the PGA Tour. Troy Merritt joins us right now. Troy, how are you, man? No, I'm doing alright. Thanks for having me on. You know, it's the weekend of the Cache County Fair and Rodeo. There are only a couple of things that are bigger in southern Idaho, and that is uh, Troy Merritt's PGA Tour card that hangs in the pro shop. And uh, the Spudman Triathlon, and then he pretty much Cajun County Fair and Rodeo. So, those, those are sort of the three big claims to fame that we have out of Burley, Idaho. Yeah, don't forget the Idaho Regatta. I mean, I'm sure that goes on still. I don't know if it does. Maybe it does. I don't know. <laughs> Haven't been to that for years. Well, that, that's a
15: good thing then because they always took up all the parking spots at the golf course. You had to park way off site and bust in if you wanted to play golf, and then you couldn't even hear yourself think listening to all those boats. <laughs>
3: It was loud. And they they camped on the driving range, so there's no warming up.
15: Yeah, that's fine. Nobody used the driving range.
3: One of the uh, last memories I have before they got serious about the Spud Man was playing, standing on the 10th tee there and waiting for the triathletes to finish running across the fairway so that I could tee off. They finally got wise and just shut the golf course down during the event. But you can you imagine after swimming, biking, and now you're running, you're finally getting your final leg, and somebody hit wax you in the head with the golf ball? That would have been that would have been epic.
15: Well, to be fair, if they're running down the fairway with you on the tee, they were safe. There it is. There's the
4: charm. <laughs> See, and you know I'm going to throw something in. You guys are talking about playing there in Burley. I've never played there, so I think we need to have a threesome and go play.
15: Wow, it's a it's, it's a nice course, and they do have, or they did have poppy seed muffins at the turns. That's the only thing that gets you through the back nine.
3: The poppy seed muffins, nice. I just call it Burley National when I invite my friends. They want to come to Burley National, go. so yeah, there you so go. That, that, that's proper. Yeah. So, Troy. <laughs> uh, an interesting year on the PGA Tour. Your your season's wrapped up, but uh, just your your thoughts as you reflect back on this, not only your game but just the tour in general and just how this year went. What 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 does it feel like looking back this year?
15: Yeah, you know I'm I'm gonna just tweak that just a little bit. My chance to make the FedEx Cup playoff season is over. I still have my season remaining to keep my job um, this fall. Um. It was a long year. Um, I saw a a stat somebody had posted that I had the biggest fall in strokes game putting out of anybody. I think I fell from like 43rd last year to 182nd this year. Um, I had been making some nice changes the last uh, two and a half tournaments and then Sunday at Wyndham when I just needed to uh, have a decent day on the green to be inside the top 125 going into the fall. I had five three putts, including six yips, in, in route to a. I think I had fifteen greens in regulation, and and shot seventy five five over because I couldn't make a putt. So I knew I needed to change. I had a bad year of putting. Um, as soon as I got home, I decided to ask if I could go down to Carlsbad to the Odyssey Putty Studio, see if I could find some different setups, some different putters that could get me through uh, this 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 yip that I that I've got going on and. And I've found a few different putters, and I've been working with them, and I'm excited to try them on the golf course to uh, come Fortinet down in Napa here in a few weeks.
4: So what models did you, uh, did you pick up? <laughs>
15: well, they're all Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> as, as far as specific models, I can tell you that one of them is the, the Jailbird setup with the uh, counterbalance that uh, Ricky and Wyndham used uh, to win uh, earlier this summer. Uh, so I do have that that I'm working on. Uh, I do have one that is a um, standard length putter with a real fat grip. Uh, it's got a, a mallet head. I couldn't. I can't tell you the, the model of the head. I just don't know. Um, it's not a secret. I just don't know. Um, and then I picked up a, a broomstick that's got a two-ball on the end of it that is a, a couple inches longer than you see Lucas Glover and, and Adam Scott wield. Uh, it's a lot of putter. <laughs> I have never... I've never played anything like it, but uh, all um, all have their pros. Um, I've also been working with the, the claw grip a little bit uh, from inside twelve feet, and I got to say it's uh, it feels pretty natural. So I've got a lot of stuff that I'm that I'm working on. I'll be headed out to the punt green again today to keep uh, getting the right feel, and and hopefully, come tournament time, it, it feels so natural that I don't have any issues.
3: I love that Troy Merritt joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So I wondered if it was going to be one of those jailbreak, um, you know, Ricky Fowler, Wyndham Clark putters. I'm not sure who's going to claim it more. I guess, I guess you got you got some wins in by both of those. But now you got Lucas Glover doing his thing. I, I'm just curious when you when you see that you're going through it right now. When you see Lucas come out on the other side, I mean, is that inspiring? What, what's the what's the sentiment?
15: Well, I mean, it, it is great to see. I mean, A, Lucas is such a great guy. And B, he's battled it for over a decade. And I watched it in May this year at the Byron. And I I turned my head when he had a one-foot putt. From, from four feet, he was okay. But from a foot with a short putter, it was hard to watch. So I didn't even watch. Um, but it's fantastic to see the success he's had the last, uh, well, pretty much the last month and a half or so. You know, some top finishes and then a couple wins. Um, and it is inspiring to know that you know there there is light at the end of the tunnel. If you keep putting in the work, you know find some different solutions. Be willing to uh, step outside of the box, get out of your comfort zone, and uh, and ultimately though, and, and kudos to him, you got to be able to throw it in the fire and be successful. So that's going to be my my next step. I know it's possible uh, to have success after after uh, struggles. Uh, so that that excites me most about the fall. Yeah, watching Lucas and then and then knowing that it is possible to get through
4: it. So you finished it at one thirty, 130, one thirty three. Of course, uh, missed out um, of the the playoffs uh, this year. Had to be at seventy. Um, so you you talked about this fall um, playing playing for your card. Tell us what what you need to do or uh, the events that you're going to be playing in the fall. To try to get inside that 125 and conserve your card?
15: Yep, we have uh, seven events in the fall. The only one that is questionable for me to get in is uh, the Zozo in Japan because it's a limited field and I finished outside of top 125. So I, I slid down the priority list just a little bit. So I will get six events for sure. Uh, I, you have to be inside of top 125 after the RSM Classic, which is the week before Thanksgiving. Uh, I I would guess that I need to find, I mean, 150 points, I think, would lock up my card. It could be a little bit less, could be a little bit more. You just never know how the points uh, fall. So that's, just, that, that's, that's solid golf, you know, over six, seven events. You know, a couple top 20s, uh, top, uh, top 10 or two, even just the top five to, to lock it up. But just, just some good, solid golf ahead of me. I'm not that far behind 125. Obviously, that number moves uh, each week. Uh, based on how guys play but uh, my focus is just going to be on hitting solid golf shots and getting the ball in the hole a lot quicker than i have uh the rest of the year
3: troy Merritt joining us here Uh, what is your understanding beginning now in 2024 and with the kind of the pga tour announcing the schedule and the cadence around the signature events i guess we're calling them now and the the chance to that you got the next ten and the swing five you know this these new terminologies these new terms that we're going to be dealing with next year to get into some of these events, one of the things you'd mentioned early on is that you felt it was important if we were going to do these designated now signature events that that everybody has an opportunity to play their way into it, so having seen how this is rolled out, are you pleased with the format going forward you know uh i haven't I uh, dived into it too much. Um,
15: I do know that I've played my way out of them. <laughs> uh, the only one that I'm really upset about, because, I mean, because you can make a full schedule not playing the signature events and you know, still have a good solid year and, and have a chance to play in the following year. The only one I'm upset with um, is Pebble. Um, I don't know exactly, the exact uh, parameters uh, as far as field size and what the plan is there. I know it's not going to be 156 guys over three courses with and, And, you know, they're going to bring in all the top players as a, as a signature event, probably just play Pebble and obviously a smaller field, which upsets me just a little bit. You know, for, for guys like myself that, that go every year, it's not a, uh, a, a desired event, unfortunately, for a lot of the big-name guys on tour. And now they're going to be, uh, you know, rewarded for going for the first time in how many years whereas guys like myself are going to be, you know, on the sidelines. But, again, we go back to it's my own fault for playing my way out of those events, I'm just – I think I'm going to miss Pebble next year. and It's just a special place, and I really enjoy it. So, um, besides that, I really haven't uh, uh, focused on the schedule too much yet. You know, I've got enough on my plate for the fall, and I'm just going to uh, uh, put in the the work to get ready for the fall, and then hopefully good things happen.
3: Troy, when you – take all of this into consideration when you look at your game and you're you're talking about putting and that kind of thing, how, how far off would you say it is? I mean, the rest of the game there, like you feel like if you're just dial this putter in that you could have some weeks here. Is that, is that, do you feel like it's that close?
15: Well, when I go back and I look at the summer, uh, I missed the cut in Hartford. I was first in strokes gained approach Uh, on Thursday and Friday, and almost last in putting, missed the cut by five. Went to the next week in Detroit, where I was fourth for the week in ball striking, and finished 17th because I was close to last in putting. Went to John Deere, where I was second on the week in ball striking, close to last in putting, finished 17th. I I had many weeks this summer where my ball striking was good enough to win the tournament, and yet I couldn't post the high finishes because my putter was holding me back. And then just just a great way, just a great way to sum up the season was Sunday at Windham, when I had a great chance to have a nice day, have another nice top twenty finish because I was hitting the ball so well, and my putter absolutely went haywire and, and cost me, you know, a lot of points. Um, forget about the money; forgot it uh, cost me a lot of points and put me back down into one thirty three instead of well up into, you know, the one-teens, less than one-ten. I mean, I had a chance to make a good jump and and make it a much easier fall, and and my putter really let me down on Sunday. And it just went with the rest of the summer and the rest of the season. And, you know, if we can just get it dialed in and just have normal putting days, uh, I'll have solid finishes each and every week. And that's kind of how uh, the season before this one went. You know, when I made 20 or 26 cuts, I uh, had a couple top fives, a lot of top 25s. I, I putted normal uh, and I hit the ball nicely and I never was really going to miss cuts. And I always had a nice chance to have a good finish on Sunday and, and the putter cost me that this year. So uh, hopefully we can dial that in this, this fall and, and keep the ball striking going in a positive direction and, and we'll be just fine.
4: That's awesome. What, uh Troy, what, a lot's been said about, and uh, Jay Monahan's been back and and answered a lot of questions. And a lot's been said about the framework of uh, of the merger. What's your understanding so far, or do you have any understanding of of where the tour's at and that kind of thing right now?
15: I don't have uh, very much information. Um, I know that they're still working on getting some kind of agreement done. All I have is. Um, Questions, basically, um, you know, what is it all going to look like as far as Liv's involvement? What's the, the PGA Tour going to do to acquire uh, Live and, and kind of keep Yasser on the, not the outskirts, but kind of at arm's length uh, kind of thing. Um, I, I don't have any solid information to go off of. I'm not privy to any of that information. You know, we've been told that we're going to be kept in the know throughout the whole process. And I think we get an email every week or every other week, kind of an update from the commissioner, but really there's not been anything in those updates.
3: Um, so I'm still very much in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have a whole lot. Are you optimistic about the future of the PGA Tour? Uh, yeah, you know, I am.
15: I mean, it's obviously a place that I want to play for the next uh, 10, 12 years. Um and in in order to do that, you know, obviously the PJ Tour has to be around and in a good spot. I mean, golf in general isn't isn't a good spot. You know, obviously lived through a big wrench into the game. You know, when they when they came it, uh, around, uh, now we got to figure out how to coexist. You know, basically, what does that look like going forward? I think there's a lot of intriguing options um, that that they could uh, that could happen uh, over the next few years, but. I think in order for that to happen, the tour can't be so uh, uh, strong-headed, uh, strong-willed, and kind of just force the issue. I, they got to be able to negotiate and, and, and be open-minded. And with what we saw, obviously when Liv was coming around, that was not the case. So hopefully, they can learn from from their uh, their maybe their mistakes at the beginning stages of things, and, and we can work to have uh, you know something fruitful going forward. That's good for. Uh, the game of golf, good for the people that love to watch golf, uh, because you know it, it, it is a very, uh, it's a very fascinating sport, and there's a lot of good that comes from it. It produces a lot of good, and there's there's no reason to uh, to, to drag things out and 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 make it worse for everybody. I don't want to be a part of that. I know none of the other players want to be a part of that, and the golf fans don't want that. So let's let's work together to figure something out. Uh, let's move forward. And, uh, and and produce a product that everybody wants to see.
3: Love it. Troy, thanks for your time, man. Appreciate it. Best of luck with the new putters. Uh, we'll follow you on Twitter and give us an update on which one goes in the bag, huh? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll no come Napa. I mean, it might be
15: a week-to-week uh depending on greens, what looks right, what feels right. Um, so I've got a couple different options, and I want to be able to have them all uh, you know, uh, dialed in. who in any given week, I can bring one off the bench, just like uh, you did in high school, and
3: come in and win some state championships. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I did not come off the bench. Dang it! Come on, you gotta have a starting five. I was just gonna lead you into this here basketball guy. You gotta have a starting five. You can just put, you can plug them in wherever you want. Coming off the bench, yeah, you're killing just, me, man. <laughs> you, man. not let the, ball on the floor or shoot it. I mean, other than that, you just let it go. <laughs> You still don't clip your fingernails before you play golf?
15: Uh, I changed that up I, uh, at one of the events. Just, uh, I think maybe even Wyndham. Uh, I did Thursday night just to switch to Mojo and shot 7-under on Friday.
4: Okay, all right. There you go.
15: Figure You're out clippers are in. No, no, I think I'll go back. I think I'll go back. It doesn't always work out. It just worked out.
3: <laughs> You're the best. We'll talk to you later, Troy all right guys i appreciate it thank you you got it troy merritt two-time winner on the pga tour joining us here all around good dude appreciate him taking a few minutes he's a shooter i remember watching a little they did a feature on him at the sony one year and they asked him if he had any superstitions around when he played basketball and he said he wouldn't clip his nails because it gave him better grip on the basketball when he let it go so he's gonna do, carry the same over into golf so there I'm you just, go just throw a little curveball in there but yeah troy merritt good, good good dude wishing him all the best coming up here in the fall stay tuned more of the shows coming up next
14: everyone expects distance from their driver. We're shifting the paradigm to deliver far more than that. We constructed the first ever 360 carbon chassis. It's 44% lighter than titanium, shifting weight to actively enhance both distance and forgiveness. Now you get 15% tighter downrange dispersion in our longest driver ever. This is the new paradigm in performance from Callaway, the kings of distance.
3: We all love heading to St. George for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What's been missing is a Scottsdale-style golf resort where you can stay and play and own your own residence. That's why we're building Black Desert Resort at Entrada, offering exceptional amenities from a spa, world-class dining and shopping, water park, and a Tom Weiskopf championship golf course. It's literally an outdoor paradise. Find out about exclusive real estate opportunities available now at blackdesertresort.com. Um. This is not
14: about splitting hairs. It's more precise than that. It's knowing to one one thousandth of an inch that every layer of every Chrome Soft is manufactured precisely, which we confirm with proprietary 3D x-ray. Precision technology is not an industry standard, but it is ours. You can hope your ball performs consistently, or you can know it will with precision technology. Chrome Soft, better for the best. Better for everyone.
5: There are currently 2 million American spouses and children whose family member was killed or disabled in defense of our country, which is why I founded the Folds of Honor, providing educational scholarships to the families of 1% of the Americans who protect our freedom. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Please join our squadron today. Your $13 a month speaks volumes and changes lives forever.
14: It looks like a blade. It feels like a blade. But it performs unlike any other. The new Odyssey Tri-Hot 5K is a radical departure from traditional thinking. With multi-material construction, a shallow CG, and MOI over 5,000, we've actually made the blade forgiving. The days of sacrificing performance for looks and feel just ended. The new Tri-Hot 5K, it's a blade unlike any other. From Odyssey, the number one putter on tour. Sometimes, less is more, like creating a revolutionary new raw face to maximize spin in every possible condition. But other times, more is more, like taking the most aggressive groove in golf and adding even more advanced wedge technology, like optimized tungsten weighting. It takes true innovation to deliver pure spin in its rawest form. The new Jaws Raw, from Callaway.
2: back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper.
3: All right, welcome back. It's Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. Time for a little tech talk here, talking with our good friend Dave Neville, who's Senior Director of Brand Management for Callaway Golf and a brand new set of irons. You've heard us talk about this over the last couple of weeks, so let's find out all the details. Dave, how are you, man?
16: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, Brian.
3: So, you know, I get really excited about this. I've often said that I think the sexiest piece of golf equipment that's made are a set of blades... And maybe that's just because they're best admired from afar and not necessarily gained by the majority of players. But uh, when you start releasing this Apex, I love that you put it into a pro series because you've got not only the Apex pros, but you've got all the way down to the blades in this mix. So I'm really excited. Well done on the release. The initial like, look is awesome.
16: Yeah. Thanks so much. And a lot of people were expecting, I think the standard apex and the DCB in this, in this release, but we really wanted to focus on the better player and some of the best players in the world. And that's kind of what this pro series is all about. You know, we're saying held to the highest standard because the tour players and the best players in the world, they hold us to the highest standard and we hold ourselves and our R and D team that same standard and so it really gives us a chance to focus on these better player uh, irons so we're really excited about the, this full lineup that we have
3: let's start with the pros i've been playing the pros now a little two and a half years and i've said this unequivocally on the radio since playing these are by far the best irons that i've ever played so there's your there's your high high standard right it, i mean that's exactly how i feel that's not a marketing pitch i hit them great they're unbelievable so what is next how do you go from you just made the best irons I've ever played to making them better.
16: Yeah. So, I mean, I think one of the big things here is really looking at all of the irons throughout the backs. So we wanted to make sure that we, we had power in the, in the lower loft. So we're using the same type of face cup that we have in Paradigm, but only up through the the five iron and then the six and above, we're going to use a, a face plate to try to get even more spin. So one of the things, the feedback we had with the current apex pro, like you said, you love them. A lot of golfers love them. The, the six and the seven and sometimes the eight were just really powerful. And people said, I'm, I'm hitting those a little bit too far. I need more spin. So we have this, um, we have a forged body now for the very first time, as well as a forged face cup in the lower irons and then a forged face plate in the, in the upper iron. So that's a big thing. And then the other thing is, um, the weighting technology that we have in the back, we have a NIM weight in the back. Um, we're going to be able to dial that in when we're building these and when we're doing the fittings it makes for great combo sets because it's the same weight that is used across the entire series.
3: Dave Neville, Callaway Golf, joining us. That's a huge thing, Dave. I mean, when you're talking about the way that you did the flow, that they actually can be interchangeable amongst the three different sets. Uh, I don't know. I guess I wondered why that hasn't always been done. Maybe there's a lot more engineering, and maybe that's where AI plays in, that you're able to have the precision throughout those sets that you can put together these uh, sort of, I don't want to say endless, but numerous uh, different combo options.
16: Yeah. When we had the last release of, of Apex, the, the combo sets were extremely popular. And then we saw this trend on tour where you had players playing an MBCV combo or they're playing a PB combo. They got the utility iron in there and there's just all these different combo sets that they're doing. So it is actually kind of an engineering feat to have the same weight in, um, irons that are different blade lengths, different centers of gravity, you know, they're all different between the CB, the MB and the pro. So using that, that same weight allows us to really get dialed in, uh, in terms of the swing weight. So and the loss are really similar across the, the three different lines between the pro, the CB and the MB don't need to do a lot of bending, making it very easy to have that that combo set. So we have some suggested combo sets out there, but, uh, we think people will, will have a, a different variety. You know, in fact, we're hearing that Xander will probably put the pro in, maybe in the four and the five, maybe just in the four and then go with the CV and the, in the upper irons. So you get a little more power in the longer irons, a little more control in the upper irons.
3: I love that. So let's talk through the, by the way, I think you did mention earlier in a comment that the current apex pros are going too far I love that, by the way. Here, this is a player's <laughs> iron
11: that's going too
3: far. Can you imagine? Uh, that was always the knock. It's like, do I got to choose distance or do I need to choose precision? And you guys have put that together where it's, you, you've got both going here. So for somebody like me or our listeners out there that are thinking, hey, I like the looks of these, or I've been an Apex Pro guy, or I played blades at one point in time, what are the major differences between the Pro, the CB, and the MB, obviously, you're talking pure blade in the MB, so you, you could speak to that. But I'm, I guess, I'm guessing there's going to be some decision-making for a lot of us between pro and CB.
16: Yeah, I mean, there's, there's actually a lot of differences between it, and some part of it is the the construction. So in the pro, you're going to have that face cup in the uh, in the lower iron. So if you're a player that needs a little more power, in those lower irons and then apex pro will be good at least in in the lower irons there. And then the CB is this really high tech cavity back. It's actually, it's forged in one piece, the body and the face, which is not something different from what we did in the past with the TCB. Uh, so that's going to help with with the spin rates. That's going to help with with control. But then you do have tungsten in that. That is is from the heel out to the toe to really get that center of gravity lined up. They all have very unique soles, so a dynamic sole design. And then the MB is going to be the forged muscle back blade. It does have the weight in the back, but the rest of it is forged uh, in one piece. That's going to have a shorter blade length. That's going to have less offset. That's going to have the thinner top line. So. That's really, you know, could be for some of the best players in the world. But we imagine that that John Tom and Xander will probably be in the in the CB um, as well. We're starting to test that with them and and seeing. And most of them are using the TCB right now. So between the pro and the CB, you're you're looking at a little bit more power and a little bit more forgiveness from the pro, but still a, a true better player club.
3: I love that. And then this turf interaction, you, you, you've you've mentioned yeah. that a couple of times. Talk about that because I've heard that spoken about by, you know, just when you're out on the, on the golf course, you're out at the club with the guys. Some people are talking about turf interaction with this iron or that iron. What is it about? What do you do? What is it about these irons and the turf interaction? How do you how do you manipulate that or try to improve that?
16: That's probably been the biggest feedback we've had so far on the, on the CV iron and the pro iron is how they go through the turf, the feel through the turf. So we're calling it a dynamic sole design. And basically what that means is it has a pre-worn leading edge up front. So that's going to give you a little bit more balance to help you get in and out of the, out of the turf. And then you have a trailing edge relief as well. So it leads to a little bit more of kind of this, is V soul. So it's all about getting into the turf and getting out of the turf uh, quickly and efficiently. And that's what the dynamic soul design is all about. And it's a little bit different between the pro, the CB and the MB, but really it kind of goes across all three of those families.
3: I love that. So to kind of wrap it up. We've got the CB, you got the pro, the CB and the MB. What, what is your recommendation for those listening if they're interested in this? I mean, I'm guessing you're going to go with get fit, which is always the right answer. But uh, talk us through what are some of the resources online as well as uh, what do you recommend for players in, in the custom fitting?
16: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you need to go out and get fit, and you can do that starting uh, a week from today out there. Uh, the, the 25th, 26th will be when we start doing the fitting We'll sell 95% or more of these as custom fit, Brian. You know, you just, it just doesn't make sense to, to have this kind of better player option and not go out and get fit. And that's where you can do the combo sets. You can figure out which ones are, are right for you. We also have two other options in the line. So We have a utility iron um, that can be used as, as a driving iron and all new utility iron. And we're updating the utility wood. And that was a sleeper hit for a lot of players Obviously, it's been in Xander's bag. It's been in Akshay Latia's bag, and he's won with it. It's been in Phil Mickelson's bag. So we're updating the utility wood um, as well. So we really encourage people to go out, get fit, try all of these irons. They really are geared towards your kind of single digit and and below up to uh, the best players in the world.
3: I'm glad you brought that up and I apologize. We didn't spend more time on that, but the UW you recommended that to me last year and you just like yeah. low key. This is something that, that, you know, it's not getting a lot of uh, maybe attention marketing, what have you, but this is really good. And it has been, I call it my Alpine killer. Alpine is a country club where I play. We just call it the AK pull that out because there's some short strategic par fours where sometimes I get a little bit in trouble if I, if I get a little wild with a driver. And so, Taking this out off the tee, it's money. It is absolutely money. It's such a good club. I, I get why don't I? I'm curious why people don't play or where does that fit into like the regular utility woods versus um, or hybrid versus uh, fairway wood.
16: Yeah, so it's a tweener. It's really a tweener between a hybrid and a fairway wood. It's a little bit longer than a hybrid in terms of the the, the length of um, of it. A little bit shorter than than a fairway wood. It's going to have more spin than the typical Callaway hybrid so you can work it both ways and it doesn't have that draw bias that most hybrids tend to have so for your better player they don't like to see if they're right-hand golfer the hybrids go left you know they they do not like to see the big hook and this utility wood is much more neutral it also flies higher and kind of lands softer into the the green so for the for the better player this is a great option to someone who doesn't really like to play uh hybrid. They could play this utility wood and kind of have that, that tweener between a hybrid and uh, maybe the three wood that they have in their bag.
3: Definitely recommend checking it out. Once you set it down behind the ball, you're going to be like, Oh man, that is really good. And the ball flies. It's, it's a really good club. I'll, I'll give my endorsement on that one. Dave, thanks for your time, man. Congrats on this launch. I'm excited to, I'm um, trying to work something out with Verska and maybe get down there and get fit because like I said, it has been it's been a a treat to play these apex pro irons for the last few years and i'm excited to check out what you've got now in the new lineup so congratulations well done and uh, we'll look forward to visiting with you again soon
16: thanks bt thanks for having me on
3: you got it dave neville senior director of brand management for callaway golf check out the new apex pro series of irons at callawaygolf.com stay tuned more of the show coming up next
1: That's 800-390-5160.
17: If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is.
2: Talking Golf with Brian
3: Taylor and Bob Gasper.
14: One day you'll get it.
2: Here's Brian and Bob.
3: Thanks again to Dave Neville, Cowboy Golf, for joining us. Troy Merritt uh, joined us before then as well, if you missed any part of it. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. At Real Golf is a Twitter handle. We'll post the interviews and the segments and the show in its entirety right there. You can also search for us. Uh, search Real Golf Radio wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Again, you can find us on SiriusXM 203, iHeartRadio's GNN, and... Sports Byline Channels, as well as our flagship station, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone here in Salt Lake City, Utah, talking golf with you for coming up on 25 years. Really excited to be with you each and every week. Uh, Coming up, Caddy's going to be joining us on the back nine, and then more Ryder Cup talk. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about not only JT being on the team, but how how does our man Tony Finau find himself so far down the list when the the man has won four times since last July? Right. It's 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 mind-boggling how the points just really didn't do they kind of did Tony a disservice in some ways yep, and and correct. aren't adequately reflecting the level of play that he has had over the last 13 14 months so I don't know where it stands, but he's kind of in trouble points-wise. We'll see what Zach Johnson says. Hi, this is Rick Tittle. Tune in every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Pacific time for the video game review. We'll review games. We'll give away a brand-new game. We'll talk cheat codes, new releases, and your calls as well. That's right here every Sunday night on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. You're listening to the Sports
15: Byline USA Broadcast Network.
19: USA News. I'm Corey Myers. Police on the Hawaiian island of Maui bracing for what could be a devastating death toll as more than a thousand people are still missing. Search and rescue teams digging through the ash and rubble of what was the town of Lahaina. At least 111 people confirmed dead. 1,300 are missing. Meanwhile, the top Maui emergency management official, who didn't sound warning sirens as wildfires swept across the island, has resigned, effective immediately. Herman andea's resignation came one day after he defended his decision to not activate those sirens. President Trump dismissing his indictment in Georgia as a witch hunt. Trump's
7: attorneys recommended the trial start in April of 2026, which is over two years longer than the original date prosecutors are seeking. The election interference case is one of four criminal cases Trump's now dealing with and one of two taking place at the federal level. Special counsel Jack Smith and his team requested jury selection take place by December with the trial starting January 2nd. I'm Ryan Daniels.
19: Meanwhile, former Attorney General Bill Barr rejecting the argument that it's unfair to try Donald Trump in court while he's running for president. Defenders of the former president say the proposed trial dates for Trump's January 6th-related federal case and for the most recent Georgia case would conflict with the 2024 GOP nomination schedule. Barr rejected that argument and said you don't get immunity for two years just by saying you're a candidate. President Biden will meet today at Camp David with leaders from Japan and South Korea. White House officials say both countries and the U.S. will make a pledge at that summit to consult each other in moments of crisis. This is USA News.
12: Hey y'all, my name is Sierra, and a little thing that I love about the Chick-fil-A spicy chicken biscuit is that it has the perfect amount of spice to jumpstart my day. Whoever thought of it, thank you so
10: much.
8: Hi, my name is Robert, and a little thing I love about chick fil a Spicy Chicken Biscuit is the biscuit. It reminds me of my grandma's homemade biscuit. It's always buttery and savory. Then you add the spices, instant classic.
13: Order the Spicy Chicken Biscuit on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real Chick-fil-A guests pay for their testimonials. The biannual blowout is just a week away, and we've got a lot of work to do. Kenan's Rug Emporium is rolling out a I Labor Day bonanza.
6: Have that shipment coming He in needs 10 testing. new sales
13: associates as the crowds loom large. Can someone run a stock check on all the Moroccan 8x10s? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Bots
19: are apparently better at solving CAPTCHA tests than humans. The puzzles that require a person to pick certain images before accessing a website are supposedly a method to prove a user is really a human. A study out of the University of California, Irvine, pitted people against bots specifically programmed to solve CAPTCHA tests. And it turns out the bots came out on top. Bring on the sizzle. Bree Tennis has more.
13: Their name translates to sash, as in the strips resemble that. And we've been eating them since the 1930s, although their name didn't come along until about 1969. They're decidedly Tex-Mex from southwest Texas, grilled meat with onion and peppers. It's a very simple dish served on a sizzling skillet, originally made with beef, now chicken, pork, even tofu. Taste Atlas says San Antonio eats the most fajitas, followed by San Diego, Sacramento, and Phoenix.
19: The Writers Guild of America is still in discussions with Hollywood Studios. Yesterday, the WGA met with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers to continue negotiations toward ending the writer strike, which has been going on now for over 100 days. The CEOs of several major studios are also expected to host a meeting later today to discuss the next moves they think they should take. I'm Corey Myers, USA News.
1: That's 800-760-1845. Well, we have nine more holes to go, so how about you two fellas follow me to the
4: 10th too? On to
2: the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper. Two players down the middle on the tempo
3: Here's Brian and Bob. Well, thank you very much and welcome into the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor. He's Bob Casper. Always good to be with you. Hope you enjoyed hour number one. If you missed it, Troy Merritt stopped by. He's pretty candid about the putting woes and challenges he's got going on right now. Dave Neville, Callaway Golf, talking about the new Apex Pro lineup of irons. Check it out, callawaygolf.com. Both of those interviews posted to our Twitter account, at Real Golf is where you'll find it. Or search Real Golf Radio wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Still to come here on the back nine, hour number two, it's America's favorite caddy. I'm going to talk a little pressure in golf, share some stories. Mm.
4: He's got some good ones too.
3: He's always good. What a gem that guy is, huh? (laughs) Just a little road trip, just somewhere past where Troy Merritt currently lives, just a little outside of Boise, Idaho, on our way to Portland, Oregon to meet with Nike Yeah, pretty close to Pendleton. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're like, you know, we're kind of talking about what kind of segments we could have for our show. We're going back 20, we're going back 20 some years ago. Mm -hmm. And. We're like, you're like, Hey, I know a caddy. You're like, you know, a caddy. I'm like, I love that idea. Like, yes, the caddy story is the one that was, it's never told. And this is again, 20 some years ago. It's, it's obviously been discovered now, but back then it was most underutilized. It's the only other guy inside the ropes. Why are we not, why do we never hear from him? And so you called up uh, the caddy and he said, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. What a character, that guy.
4: Oh, he's fun.
3: All right, so uh you and I are both kind of on the same page here that Lucas Glover needs to be on this Ryder Cup team. But what does that do to the rest of the team? That is what is interesting. And I I, I think you put in a Justin Thomas. I just I yeah. think you got to put him in.
4: You know, you know what? This is gonna be hard to figure out, but I'll tell you what, the US team is in a great position because no matter who you pick, yeah, out of all those guys, you are gonna have a stellar team. Just got to do it the right way so that, so that it fuses the team together so we go over there and win.
3: Yeah, well, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why all this coming up next. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of passionate about it, and I'm going to lay it out, and I'm going to give you my thoughts. And yeah. I just I have a hard time figuring out how Tony Fino is going to make it on. I want Tony Fino to make it on, but the points and the way it sits out is not doing him justice. But um uh, man I feel bad. He's he's I think it's on his shoulders right now. He's got to have a good weekend and he's got to have a good week next week and then yep. I think he he definitely needs to be on there. But we'll talk about it. We'll get into it all next right here on Real Golf Radio.
5: Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro, co-created by Dodgers Triple A star Drew Avens. The Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up
6: Staples has big savings on everything you need for back to school or stocking up the office. Save on signs, banners, and posters from Staples Print and Marketing Services. Save on everything you need for travel, like luggage, tech, and travel-sized personal items. Plus, save on all your school essentials, from notebooks to markers. Now at Staples, you can save even more with $20 back in rewards on your in-store purchase of $50 or more. Get everything for the office and the classroom for less at Staples. Ends 819. Redeemable in-store only. Rewards members only.
8: You're looking to sell your house? Call one 800 fast to request a free all cash offer. We can buy your house in days and you don't even have to clean or fix anything. There are no commissions or closing costs. No agents, no open houses, and no banks to deal with. Call 1-800-SELLFAST or visit sellfast.com to request your cash offer. There's no obligation. Call 1-800-SELLFAST. That's 1-800-735-5327 or visit sellfast.com to get your free cash offer. Sellfast is a home buyer referral service. Each office independently owned and operated.
9: Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-345-2789. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Providers help thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance to buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you. All you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-345-2789. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800 345 345-2789. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-345-2789. 800-345-2789.
3: Back to
2: Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All
3: right, welcome back. It's Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Thanks again for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Callaway Golf and the new Apex Pro series of irons. You heard Dave Neville from Hour Number One talk about the, the new lineup, hopefully that was some good insight. Highly recommend getting fit, but check out CallawayGolf.com for all of the details. Dave says he'd come back and break them down even further. We didn't even get a chance to really get into the UW and the UT, the uh, utility irons there, the long iron, driving irons. All that come along with uh, the, the Pro Series, which, of course, is the Pros, the CBs, and the MBs. So uh, really excited. We'll be talking more about that as the fall goes on. Check out Callaway Golf com. All right, excited for this hour. Caddy's going to join us coming up in about 10 12 minutes. So stay tuned for the Caddy, get his take on some of the issues and topics that we're talking about today. US Amateur's been fun and entertaining to watch. You got the FedEx Cup playoffs going on. Uh, Lillian Vu, uh, congrats to her for picking up two major championships this year. How about that? That's pretty incredible, right? Wow. Um, awesome. Yeah, when it looked like it was going to be a runaway. Uh, going the other way, all of a sudden it was Vu that came uh, charging back and, and stole the show. So yeah. uh, impressive stuff. The ladies continue to play uh, some great golf and put on some nice uh, performances. So I got to talk about this because this is the main thing that's on my mind as these FedEx Cups wrap up. I, I do care about the FedEx Cup, but I'm with JT. I think I'd rather, I'd rather make the Ryder Cup than the FedEx Cup playoffs. So Ryder Cup is definitely first and foremost on our mind right now. And I said it in the first, I'm going to reiterate my take here. Lucas Glover's in. You've got to have, you got to take Lucas Glover for what he's doing. First of all, what a terrific story, right, Bob? I mean, the guy. It's
4: it's a fantastic story to see him um, win two two weeks right in a row.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's hot. And you've said your dad always was big on guys that win the year of the Ryder Cup and the hot hand. And you can't find a, a hotter hand than Lucas Glover right now. So you put Lucas Glover on the team. I don't know how you don't take Lucas Glover. If you go over there and you lose the Ryder Cup, as we have done for the last 30 years on foreign soil, and you didn't take Lucas Glover, you're under extreme scrutiny. More so than, I think, passing on any of the other guys. But it, I know it's more complicated than that. Are, are yeah. you are you, are you you for or against picking up Lucas Glover?
4: Oh, I'm absolutely for it. You know, um, this whole system was changed. To go after the picks after the tour championship because of Billy Horschel and what happened with him when, uh, before Davis Love was the captain. Then Davis Love was able to, uh, to pick up, uh, who was it? It was, uh, Rory. He beat Rory, beat him in, in the tour Ryan championship Moore. and he, what Ryan Moore. Yes, Moore and uh, he finished top 10 in the two before that. So he Davis picked up the hot hand, and then they ended up winning the Cup, and, and Ryan Moore played extremely well. So this is very similar to Billy Horschel, um, to Ryan Moore, and undoubtedly Lucas Glover is going to get a pick.
3: All right, so I'm with that, but it complicates things, okay? It's easy for me to say you got to pick them up but but there's repercussions for this cuz you can only have 12 players right you can't take it you can't take 13 or 14 I, i'm sure right. that would be awesome if they could but they can only take 12 and so this disrupts what we thought was this young group that would represent many teams the group that we watched 2 years ago that seemed to dominate the Europeans that brought Rory to tears that's not really fair to say rory's own play and his loss brought him to tears but <laughs> nevertheless These players were having a great time. They were smoking cigars after. They were popping the champagne. This was great, okay? Since that point in time, live happened. Bye-bye, DJ. Bye-bye, Bryson. Almost bye-bye, Brooks. I think Brooks is going to be in. I know he slipped down to five. I think he's going to stay. He's he's a major championship winner. You want that guy.
4: I think Brooks will definitely be in. 100%. All
3: right. So... If that is the case, and we're adding Lucas Glover, who currently has moved up 19 spots and sits mm-hmm. at 16th, okay, then you're talking about guys that based on what we talked about last week, and I don't think I've changed my mind on any of this. We already know Scheffler and Clark are automatic, they're locked in. And after this week, you're going to have the top six. And I think Cantley, Harmon, Kepka, Homa right now. Those are the top six. I think they're in. Xander sits at seven. I think he's in. Spieth at eight is in. Cameron Young is playing well again. He's at nine. He's in. So I think, though, and now we got Lucas Glover. There's 10. Okay? Those 10 are in. Now you've got to select two, and here's our guys. Remember we talked about the five. I think they're changing a little bit because Lucas Glover jumped in there. Uh, you've got Morikawa, Keegan Bradley, Sam Burns, Ricky Fowler, Justin Thomas. And sad to say, I think I think our man Tony Fino might be on the outside. Yeah. And that, that pains me to, and I'll rant on Tony in just a minute, but, um, or in behalf of, but let's just say those are our guys right now, because I don't think, you certainly can't skip past Glover at 16 to pick up Tony, who's dropped to 21, but I'll get into that rant again in a second. So now who are you picking, and this is what I have to say, Bob, because okay. of that, you, you have to pick JT. I didn't think I would be saying that, but I think you have to pick JT. And I'll tell you why. Yeah, he missed the playoffs and these other guys didn't. He's had a worse year than these other guys. I get it. 6 2 and one Bob. And there's something about chemistry and consistency. You have to think, don't you? But when you think back on those European teams that were so successful for two decades, there were times when Ian Poulter, Lee Westwood, Sergio Garcia, Uh, Darren Clark, some of these guys that were just having terrible years. Now, I'll give you, I'll grant you that they didn't have as deep a pool as what the United States has to to draw from, but they would bring those guys on, they would run them into that European team room, they would slip on that Superman costume in in blue, and they would come out playing like Tiger freaking Woods every time. So why is that? Is it because they were that great? Is it because as Tony, as I played the Tony cut last week, because they cared more, they're better team players. You got it. No, I'm with Tony. Debunk all that. They just rose to the occasion and there was some gel and some consistency within that team room. That's why I think you got to pick JT. You need that consistency because you got a bunch of unproven guys in here. So that's my take. I don't know. Do you agree or disagree?
4: Well, I think the interesting thing is that In the past, being a rookie, especially going overseas, is not that big of a detriment, in my opinion. And um, we've seen rookie players, Tony Finau, um, in France. We saw him go and have a winning record in France. One of the guys that, when we got shellacked, Um, in France, Tony Finau was one of the guys that stepped up and did it. Yeah. And that was his first Ryder cup. So I don't think having Lucas Glover and Brian Harmon and, and Clark, um, I don't think that's, I don't think that's necessarily a detriment, but you got to provide some guys in there that, um, give some really good support. JT would be one of them. Um, I'm not necessarily sold on Cameron Young. He's in.
3: I mean the I'm not, was... not,
4: I, and the reason I'm saying that is because um Davis Love came out and said this thing's wide open. Okay. This thing's wide open as far as picks are concerned.
3: And that's opposite I understand. Of what Fred Couple said, right? What? That's different yeah, than and, what Fred
4: Couple said. Exactly. So I, I think, you know, you're gonna get Jordan Spieth and you're gonna get Max Homa. Um, and I think you're going to get Lucas, and I think you're going to get JT, and I think there's two, two open picks left to go. And it all comes down to how they play the next two weeks. So that's my opinion.
3: So, you know, because I am arguing out of both sides of my mouth. I'm aware of it. So that. am I. Uh, on the one hand, I am saying you have to pick Lucas Glover because he's the hot hand. And at the second time, I'm saying you have to pick J- JT because he is a He's team not the player. hot hand. He's a team player, <laughs> despite not having the hot hand. right. I understand right. that, but I think it's a mix. And I used to love how Johnny Miller would describe when you broadcast, you can't have You can't have all sweet berries to make a good pie. You gotta add some bitterness in there in order to because otherwise it's too sweet and it's nauseating. So it's the same idea. With a team, you've got to have a chemistry, a recipe that works. You can't have 12 JTs. It doesn't work. You can't have 12 Michael, you can't have five Michael Jordans on the floor at the same time. It, there has to be some some chemistry with the team makeup, right? And Zach Johnson said that. I'm not just looking for the best players; I'm looking for the best team. He is a, he's yes. said that to us at the Masters. He said he's reiterated that over again. So uh, I, that that's why I think. And, and I'll tell you what I I think that you are you're going to have a hard time overcoming 30 years of never winning on foreign soil with Brian Harmon, Wyndham Clark, Lucas Glover, and then you know throw in like Cam Young in there and maybe bringing back. Keegan Bradley, who hasn't played in a Ryder Cup for a long time. And I like the consistency. And the reason you still pick up Glover is because Glover and Harmon and Clark, they're going to be the U.S. versions of Jamie Donaldson and Victor Dubasson and Soren Hansen and Oliver Wilson and some of these guys on the European team that just sort of jumped in there and became superstars right before our eyes. And we'd never heard of them before, right? And again, that's not to say we haven't heard of these guys and they don't merit being on the team, but they have the chance to step up and surprise a lot of people in the Ryder Cup. And I think they're going to do that. So there you go. So
4: Davis, this is what Davis Love said. He said, picking between Lucas Glover and Justin Thomas, he says is oversimplifying the whole thing. He said, they've got their eyes on six or seven guys. All right. And, and they're solid, good players. And then he said, they have their eyes on seven or eight more guys. And it will eventually come down to this guy or that guy, but that's not going to happen until the very end.
3: Yeah. Well, look, we don't have to pick it. Plus, they have analytics. I'm sure the caddy will point to that. He's going to join us next. I didn't get on my rant. I feel bad for my man, Tony, who's dropped to 21st. I'll pick that up uh, at at another time. But um, after we get back from the caddy, stay tuned. He's next right here on Real Golf
11: Radio. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. you could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So
1: please call now. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. That's 800-817-2968. That's eight hundred two seven eight seventeen thirty eight.
2: You're listening to Real Golf Radio talking golf with brian taylor and bob Casper.
14: one day you'll get it
2: here's brian and bob
3: all right welcome back it's real golf radio brian and bob with you here uh, thanks for joining us this segment is brought to you in part by black desert resort the black desert championship an epson tour event with a record three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars purse is coming to utah in a little over a month and that is the first in the pro series for black desert which will be hosting of course down on their golf course The PGA Tours Black Desert Championship coming up in October, a little over a year from now. And then beginning in the spring of 25, the LPGA will make a visit. So super exciting. Check out blackdesertchampionship.com or blackdesertresort.com for more information.
2: There are bag rats. (laughs) And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper,
3: here he is. The Caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, hey, Caddy joins us each era a week right here on Real Golf Radio, and I know he's going to want to talk a little USM. It's right in his backyard there at Cherry Hills. What's going on, Caddy?
20: It's not really in my backyard. There's, you know, my backyard's
3: not... It doesn't look quite as good as Cherry Hills. But... Yeah, I kind of set myself up for that one, didn't I? You did. Yeah. Just, yeah, fair enough. It's
4: a different part of town, right, Caddy? <laughs> it was a smoke at point. Yeah, that's a different neighborhood
20: than I'm living in. I can tell you that much. That's a nice neighborhood <laughs> there. Yeah. I tell you what. So great golf course. I love Cherry Hills. I actually played probably the best, one of the best rounds, if not the best round of my life there. So I, this was 25, 30 years ago, but it, I like the golf course. It's kind of a parkland, what we would call a parkland course, where it does have a few hills. Um, Rolling in hills, uh, big old oak trees. Um, yeah. Bent grass. Just nice, man. Good design. Looks I like they got the greens nice and firm, just like you want for a championship. Really firm. Like oh yeah. Hardest hard rock, rock, it
3: looks like they they uh,
20: are. They're they're they're, <laughs> they're bouncing bounty as
3: we say I found bounty. myself really enjoying watching that I spent some time uh, of course one of the guys from our club Cooper Jones was uh, into the sweet 16 and unfortunately got beat but by, um, by the Ohio State kid was it Neely or whatever and he, it was it was so it was fun to watch we had another kid that's a junior in high school from just a, on the other side of the mountain from us yeah, who's who got into the sweet 16 as well so it was super cool to watch but I, I found myself really enjoying these guys and the brand of golf that the amateurs play at that level. It's good golf, but it's it just didn't seem like it was such a production, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm not sure how to put my finger on it, but it was just – it was cool to watch, man. It was fun to watch these guys going out there doing their thing.
20: They're really good. Somebody told me – I'm not sure if this is accurate, but there were three 16-year-olds who – Not only made the match play, but were also medalists second and third in the
3: qualifying. Is that true? Mm. 16? Three of them? Oh, one of the kids from Utah. One of the kids from Utah was 16, yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me?
20: That's ridiculous. Uh, Yeah, it's cool watching it. They're really, really good. It's, It's kind of interesting watching some of the decisions they make that I'm like, what? You can't do that? Why did you do that? And then. It's also you, you can just imagine what the nerves are like in that event. I mean, wow. It you know, this is probably why these things happen. And yeah, so you see some some really spectacularly bad shots and it's probably mostly from nerves and then you see some just amazing golf.
4: They're they're really good. Yeah. Cool. You had yeah, to bring, they'll learn how to deal with it. That's for sure.
3: You had to bring up nerves. You're still, you're still, you're still piling on me from last week at to the club championship. That I, that I kind of couldn't handle the nerves. I, I didn't. We, well, we haven't talked about it on this show, but I couldn't handle the nerves. I, it got to me. Like <laughs> I was tied for the lead with three to play. And I I have never felt it. It's a weird feeling, Caddy. Yeah, we we went through this, we talked about it, but it's a weird feeling. And I watched these guys and the way they're able to handle it. Look, that weekend, Sunday after our, we finished up on Saturday, that Sunday, I watched the end of the FedEx Cup tournament and I watched Hideki Matsuyama miss about a three foot putt. And I was like, Okay, I did that. It's not so bad. Hideki's a pretty good player. And then I watched Patrick Cantlay. What is he top five in the world? He drove it in the hazard on the playoff hole, ended up yep. losing. I drove it in the hazard on the 17th hole, ended up losing. So, look, I mean, I'm not the only one. I, I, I tried to find some solace in the fact that the best players make similar mistakes.
20: Tried couples told me one time when Raymond Floyd was the captain of the Ryder Cup at the dinner. He said something in the dinner and um, – Fred said he was so nervous after Raymond said this, that he, he doesn't think he could have teed up a golf ball at that moment. He was at the dinner, the opening ceremony dinner. And then I read the story, Ray Floyd one time said he was standing on the first tee at the masters and he looked down and he noticed that the pants, his pant legs were flapping a little bit, but there was no wind. <laughs> and then Nicholas said, I remember Nicholas reading, Nicholas talking about one time when he drove it in the bunker and someone asked him about it off the first tee at Augusta. And he said, and this was when he was probably 30 years old. So he what, played in 10 Masters, 12 Masters by then, won a couple of them. He said, yeah, I got up on the tee and I just uh, forgot what I wanted to do. I just was so nervous. I forgot what I wanted to do. I that, mean, Jack
3: that's, that's well, so that's the thing so that when I went back and replayed everything Isn't that it, it though, but I, I I appreciated so much the caddy role because I thought back on it and I'm on the 17th tee and all I'm thinking is I got to make a good swing. I don't even remember thinking where I was going to hit it and then I hit it into the <laughs> hazard on the right like I play that hole every day and I couldn't even remember like, okay, you got to line it up at the bunkers down the left side with like, with your little cut. I didn't even line it up. I don't even I blacked out. And then the other thing is I knocked it into the bunker. So I'm there in three. It's a par five. And I thought I got to get this close to the hole because I have to make birdie. I'm one down. And, but again, if I had had somebody there to talk me through it, all I had to do is get it out of the bunker. The greens were so fast. It would have ran all the way to the hole. And I flew it to the hole and it went off the green and almost went in the creek on the first side. Then it'd make a it double when it did, when it was kind of over anyway. But do you see my point? Like, I appreciate the idea that a caddy can have a conversation. Can talk you off the ledge. Well, can actually put some thoughts in my head because I couldn't. It went so fast. Everything sped up so fast.
18: <laughs>
3: so when, when,
20: when my player won the Players' Championship on the last three holes, I said uh, four different things that I remember very well. One of them was the worst line I've ever said to a player during a tournament. So it's, I'll try to make a long story short. We had a special club put in the bag that we founded at Pong Springs. It was before hybrids, but it was kind of like a hybrid and it hit a real high soft shot, 215 yards, which was a big deal. And, and the second I saw that club and saw what it was doing, I told the rep who gave it to us. I said, that club's going to make us a million dollars this year. And then at the tournament on 16 on Sunday, actually it was on a Monday finish, but he fires it over the water, lets the wind bring it back with that club and knocks it on the front edge of the green on 16. I think, you know, one shot lead at the time, maybe a two shot lead time. And I, 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 I took the club from him and shook it in his face and said, I told you this club was going to make us a million dollars. I mean, you just don't say that on the 16th hole. Like how that's the stupidest line I've ever uttered in my caddy career. Then on 17, <laughs> on 17, um, after he three putted, kind of came out of the, came out of the putt for par, which is the nervous stroke. And, uh, I remember, um, well, I didn't really say anything to him there, but on the 18th peak I'm trying to, you know, you, this is just the hardest tee shot left to right hurt pretty sure you got to make par to win this thing. Maybe, maybe even play off with a par. just tough. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, this is the time you got to make the decision. Do you say something or not? Um, cause he's just kind of three putted 17. You're like, mm, you know, do I need to say something? So, um, he used to be a boxer growing up. So I gave him a little punch in the stomach and stuck my finger in his face and took punch. I like poked him in the chest and said, I said, go take it. You know, like that. Now I've never said, I don't say stuff like that. Mm. It was, but I, yeah, I have no idea if he, if he heard me, but he hit a, he hit a drive that he later told me was the best drive he's ever hit in his life. Now, how cool is that when you're working for the guy who can step up at the biggest, this is unquestionably the biggest moment of his golfing career. And oh, yeah. he hit the drive he's ever hit in his life. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's it was really cool to be able for to work for, and I worked for a couple players, who were like that under pressure. They were just great under pressure, and that is so cool to be able to watch that. And it's 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 a that was a neat thing, about caddying. And then of course he almost bull hooked it in the water on his second
4: shot. Of course, um, he
20: but he didn't. But but another.
4: But then after <laughs> after, after but you know what's interesting after, also Caddy, is that. You know the players feeling those, but you're also feeling it too. I was, uh, I don't know if nervous is quite the right word, but I was, um, I don't know what the
20: right word is, but I I remember standing on the 17th tee and it's blowing hard. And it's hard not to think about how many guys have come to this position with the lead and then lost and made it a nine or whatever. So the shot was playing as hard as I've ever seen it play and just to make it more fun. And I remember standing on that tee when he was setting up and I was watching, I remember watching him set up and I said, I wonder what it would be like to be standing there having to hit this shot instead mm-hmm. of just standing here watching somebody hit this shot. But again, the execution, we decided on hitting a high seven iron. I said, there's no way it can go over the green, high seven iron. And he hit an absolutely perfect shot. I mean, it was in the air, and I thought that's a hole-in-one. And, of course, I don't want, it was two steps from going over the green in the water.
3: But, <laughs>
20: but that's how hard that hole, I mean. But it was so, it, you know, it was real. And I saw, I could, I could describe a number of shots that the guys I've been catting for have hit uh, in the process of winning a tournament that were just, you know, I mean, it's really neat to watch a, a high-level athlete perform so well under all kinds
3: of pressure. That's a neat thing. It's impressive. That's cool. Hey, real quick, yeah. Kat, you mentioned uh, saying stuff. How about this? Second hole, okay? Second hole of the final round. The guy that's leading, I knocked it on in two in the par five, Putted it up there to about two feet, and as I as the putt stops just to the right of the hole two feet, the guy that's leading says to me, nice birdie. <laughs> I looked, I looked oh. at him. I was like, are you serious right now? Are you serious you just said that? And I marked just because of it. I'm like, I'm marking. <laughs> <laughs> it might have only been a foot and a half. It didn't matter. I'm like, you can't say that. You can't say that, right? That's called
4: gamesmanship.
3: Nice, you can say nice putt, nice birdie. Wow. I did make it by the way, but
20: it That's, was. See, this is where the experience comes in. And if I was catting for you, I immediately turned to that guy and say, that was an Eagle putt. Oh, I got it. Just to break it up a little bit. Right. That's All right. right. Oh. You got to throw the counter punch right away there. Boom. Oh
15: man.
20: Yeah. yeah. Good, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, he's in your kitchen. Did he turn up the heat? or did was that it did you just get in your kitchen a little no he
3: no, got no. In your kitchen a little. no no he unfortunately for him he faded away that day and, and really wasn't a factor but um, it was uh, it was fun it was a fun uh, it was a fun group and we enjoyed playing together and you know you, you you didn't really it wasn't one of those things where you needed to root against anybody or, or anything like that you just you were so busy trying to handle your own business and then just see where it all falls right and and that's what ended up happening and and the guy that wanted Hey, he's a good friend of Bob's too. He he was third in a row. I mean, the guy the guy knows how to hit the shots, and he did it. So it was fun. Yeah, so yeah Bob, you have a better appreciation for all that when you go through it. So Bob, so Bob, did the did, uh,
4: did your dad have any kind of gamesmanship going on? I mean, he's he's old school. I gotta imagine. He, I know he's you a know tough he character. really didn't. He he kind of stayed to himself and yeah. stayed focused into his own game. He didn't let anything outside him bug him. You know, it, it was he was funny too because like if if he got over a shot, let's say he had a you know, a seven iron into a green or an eight iron into a green and he pulled the club out, you know, he was ready to go, he takes his little waggle and then and then hits it. He gets over the ball and he's looking at the flag, and if there's somebody moving behind the flag, he goes right back and puts the the club in the bag. Yeah, he was and a real then, routine guy. But- and then starts all over. Get gets, you know. We talk about the yardage and stuff like that. And then he pull out the club and go right again. Yep, because that's how he yeah. got in to the position to hit great golf shots. Just the routine guy. Yep.
20: Yeah. So, so he actually started his. He considered the start of his routine when you were discussing a shot before anything yep. happened,
4: going through all of it, so, and then, and then you know, pulling the club out of the bag. And, and going, I, one time I said to him, um, he he said to me, he goes, all I want is the yardage. He said, and, 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 you know, and I, he was a guy that, that figured it out all himself, but, you know, a lot of guys nowadays, they'll, they'll give the yardage. You know, you, I'm sure you did too. Wins a little off from the right to left hurting us just a little bit. My dad would put the club back in the bag and he'd say all I want is the yardage. <laughs> or if I said, or if I said it's this far to the front and this far to the hole, he'd say, all I want is the overall yardage. I will I will compute everything into it and hit the shot.
20: So I, That's I, the a, way the he was. Who, uh, the guy yep. who caddied for Jack one time told me that's exactly what Nicholas told him. He said, I just want the number to the hole, yep. that's it. I got I got it all. Don't don't That's it? And uh That's what so, so yeah, obviously that's it. uh So so Bones and Phil and Greller and uh Speed have followed your dad's uh mm-hmm. method of doing
11: <laughs> this. <that stuff>. Exactly.
20: <laughs> so I heard it this is one of my favorite Ben Hogan stories along those lines. Who knows if it's true, but we never let the truth get in the way of a good Ben Hogan story. So apparently Hogan was playing he goes to play a uh a tournament and he gets hooked up with the hot shot caddy at the club. Who's pretty proud of himself. And they're going along in the practice round and they come to about the fifth or sixth hole and the caddy's just kind of doing his thing and whatever. And Hogan looks at him and says, how far is it? And the caddy says, it's a, it's a six iron. Oh, Hogan just draws on the cigarette, just staring at him puts it down, grabs the six iron and hits it like six feet from the hole practice round. The caddy's all feeling really good and he's walking down there and all of a sudden he notices where's Ben, where's Mr. Hogan. And he turns around Hogan standing back where he hit the ball with his hands on his hips. Hasn't moved. Wags his finger. Come back. Just wags his finger. Doesn't say a word. Come back. So the caddy comes back, puts the bag down. He says, eight iron and he takes it, shuts it down, hooks it in there, runs it up there 15 feet from the hole. Doesn't say a word. says three iron lays it wide open, hits this balloon cut 15 feet from the hole hands him the three iron. And this is the last thing legend says he said to the caddy the entire week. He hands him the three iron says, I asked you how far it was and just walk to the green. I, I love that. I just love it. Now, I mean that's that sounds just like your dad, right? I, I just love that story. That's one of my favorite Hogans. So. Yep. And there are plenty. Yeah, and that's cool stuff.
3: You know what though, Bob, I thought you were going to bring up the the when you talk about gamesmanship and your dad, some people questioned some of the thing what he said to Palmer on the
4: on the on the 10th hole at, at uh, Olympic Club. No, that was the 18th hole. That was the final hole. So they were so playing the continuous came, put, continuous putting duel. Oh, that's and well that I was thinking Arnold of a different was, one, but yeah, Arnold was outside my dad on the 18th hole. My dad was inside him by about five feet. Okay, Arnold putted his ball down.
20: Hold on, hold was, on. Where do we stand? Where do we Where do we stand at this point? What? Who? Your dad has a one-shot
15: leader.
4: All tied. All tied. Yes. Oh. Okay. So okay. Arnold puts it down the green on the 18th hole Olympic club about three feet short of the hole, two and a half, three feet short of the hole. And he goes, he goes, Hey, Billy, you want me to mark? Cause he was, he was kind of like he was going to step in his line or whatever. And he goes, no, Arnold, you're hot. Go ahead and knock it in.
20: You're hot. Go ahead and knock it <laughs> in. Oh, you're hot. Oh, <laughs> okay. He, just now been disqualified for being a non gamesmanship (laughs) That's like, that's a top 10 of all
15: timeline. Are you kidding me? He's seven shots back going down the 10th hole,
20: and he's telling him, you're hot on 18. Oh, hold on a
3: second. Wait a second. Can you guys still hear me? Because my mic dropped. I mean, he had a seven-shot lead with nine to play, and Billy says to him on the 10th tee, I just want to finish second. And Arnold says, "I'll do everything I can to help you." And and then and then and then he dropped that on him on eighteenth While you're hot, yep. go ahead. You're hot. Um, go ahead. You're hot. After he had just wow. blown seven shots in nine holes to the guy who <laughs> says you're hot, that's show the king a little respect. Woo! He did woo. took the trophy right from him and his crown. again. Uh, oh, I love it. That's good. I love it. Well, we're out of time, Caddy. Good stuff as always, man. That was a fun conversation, and appreciate you letting me be a sounding board on the on the little gag job. I did, well, yeah, it was. It was some gagging for sure. But I didn't want to. <laughs> I don't want to take away what Ronnie did in that because he he won it. Wasn't that it was? It wasn't that I gagged. It you know, was, he he won. Let me
20: let me leave you with a thought here. I hope that everybody who plays golf and gets to compete at, can experience. You, you need to experience a nervous episode to where like things, weird things happen just so when you're watching these guys trying to win a major, you can kind of understand what they're going through to some degree. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, it's pretty intense
3: and they go through so, it just because they're the best players. Doesn't mean they don't go through it. Right. That's right. Yeah. They
20: all have to deal with it.
3: Thanks, Gaddy. Good they're stuff, here. man. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That's the caddy right here on Real Golf Radio. We'll continue the conversation next.
14: Everyone expects distance from their driver. We're shifting the paradigm to deliver far more than that. We constructed the first ever 360 carbon chassis. It's 44% lighter than titanium, shifting weight to actively enhance both distance and forgiveness. Now you get 15% tighter downrange dispersion in our longest driver ever. This is the new paradigm in performance from Callaway, the kings of distance. It looks like a blade, it feels like a blade, but it performs unlike any other. The new Odyssey Tri-Hot 5K is a radical departure from traditional thinking. With multi-material construction, a shallow CG, and MOI over 5,000, we've actually made the blade forgiving. The days of sacrificing performance for looks and feel just ended. The new Tri-Hot 5K, it's a blade unlike any other. From Odyssey, the number one putter on tour.
3: We all love heading to St. George for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What's been missing is a Scottsdale-style golf resort where you can stay and play and own your own residence. That's why we're building Black Desert Resort at Entrada, offering exceptional amenities from a spa, world-class dining and shopping, water park, and a Tom Weiskopf championship golf course. It's literally an outdoor paradise. Find out about exclusive real estate opportunities available now at blackdesertresort.com
14: this is not about splitting hairs it's more precise than that it's knowing to one one thousandth of an inch that every layer of every chrome soft is manufactured precisely which we confirm with proprietary 3D x-ray precision technology is not an industry standard but it is ours you can hope your ball performs consistently or you can know it will with precision technology chrome soft better for the best Better for, everyone.
13: for over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee.
14: Visit firsttea.org. Sometimes, less is more. Like creating a revolutionary new raw face to maximize spin in every possible condition. But other times, more is more. Like taking the most aggressive groove in golf and adding even more advanced wedge technology. Like optimized tungsten weighting. It takes true innovation to deliver pure spin in its rawest form. The new Jaws Raw from Callaway.
2: Now, back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper.
3: There you go. Hope you enjoyed America's Favorite Caddy and, uh, Always appreciate uh, him sharing some stories, good pressure discussions, and yes, I did. I did feel some pressure last week, Bob. It was fun, but uh, nevertheless, when we left off, before we went to the caddy, we were talking Ryder Cup and Ryder Cup selections, and I mentioned I was going to do a little rant on Tony Finau, and and here's my thought. it, I don't quite get it that Tony Finau has dropped to, to 21st. It makes no sense that with four wins since July of last year and 10 top 10s or eight, eight top 10s whatever he has that he that he's three behind yeah. Will Zalatoris who has only played eight right. times with one top 10 and his last win was over a year ago was a year ago actually this month. So I don't understand I get that they're trying to identify the hot hand. I don't know what Tony did in this mix that had him fall that far back. Even Justin Thomas that's had a worse year. Cameron Young. By the way, Cameron Young, he's inside that top 10, sitting there nice. He has zero wins on tour. Zero wins in the last year. And yet somehow he's right up there. Tony with four wins is like 12 spots behind him. It's, it's or 15 spots behind. It's crazy.
4: Yeah, it is. And it's all based on um, the the year after a Ryder Cup, they only count points for major championships. Both those guys, Will Zalatoris and Cameron Young, played well in the majors. But when you look at their body of work, especially Cameron Young's this year, um, he hasn't started playing well or, or better until like maybe the last month or two. And by virtue of that, you look at what he did last year. And what he's done this year, and it doesn't even doesn't even compute. His rookie year was far better, and th- this year he is not a hot hand. That's for sure. Tony Finau's won twice this year. So from that
3: standpoint, even though I feel like based on the standings and everything else that I had mentioned, that maybe Tony's going to be on the outside looking in. Maybe it's not so such a a, a cut and shut and closed case after all for right. Tony Finau.
4: Right. I, I agree. But I agree.
3: I told this I said this last week, Bob, and I think you and I you agree with me.
4: He, he Tony needs to go out and get it. Like yeah.
3: this week and next. He does. He's gotta he go does. get it, right?
4: Yep. So yeah, he's gotta he's gotta finish strong. The nice thing is he has 72 holes uh the last two weeks of the year, and the final picks are are after the tour champion, the Tuesday after the tour championship. So um if he can if he can put the put the um the good golf going in the next you know the next uh what uh six rounds then you know maybe he's gonna he's gonna show up and have an opportunity to get on that team
3: go make it happen man uh nothing better than see tony Fino on that team in my opinion, so yeah it'll be interesting to see but. I did mention I'm standing by my JT pick. I, I, I just think, yep. given this makeup, if you're taking Glover, and I think you should, that maybe you offset that with a JT pick. It could be interesting to see. We'll t- wrap up the show next. Thanks for joining us. Sorry for the short segment, lengthy caddy discussion. Short segment here. We'll wrap it up next. <laughs>
2: Talking Golf with Brian
3: Taylor and Bob
2: Casper.
14: One day you'll get
3: it. Here's Brian and Bob. Thanks again to the caddy for joining us. Appreciate our guests today, including Troy Merritt, Dave Neville from Callaway Golf. If you missed any part of it, a reminder that you can follow us on Twitter at Real Golf. We'll post all the segments in the show in its entirety there, or simply search where your favorite podcasts are found. Real Golf Radio, where your favorite podcasts are found. We're on Sirius XM 203 iHeartRadio on GNN and Sports Byline Channels. And of course, uh, coming at you from our flagship station, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone in Salt Lake City, Utah. It's wrapping up. We are going to be finishing up the FedEx Cup playoffs. Ryder Cup picks coming up in a couple of weeks toward championship. Lots going on. Excited about that. Congrats again to Lillian Vu for her win. Uh, And a second major championship in women's golf. Super cool. Super great year. Uh, Well done. Uh, For Dave Glauser, our producer, and Bob Casper. Hi, this is Rick Tittle. Tune in every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Pacific time for the video game review. We'll review games. We'll give away a brand new game. We'll talk cheat codes, new releases, and your calls as well. That's right here every Sunday night on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.
5: Freaks of Speed and Motorheads. It's Kenny Sargent with Speed Freaks. Be sure to catch Crash Gladys, Statman, and yours truly every Sunday night, 7 to 9 Pacific, 10 to midnight Eastern. That's right, Speed Freaks on the Sports Byline Radio Network.